Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth lives right here, Houston. On this day. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. And here we go. Good evening, everybody. Happy Monday. I am Sean Bajani. He is Patrick Creighton. It is Area 45. Chris Santiago producing. Uh, Coming up in about 22, 23 minutes or so, we're going to have a special guest joining us in studio. Super excited about that. I was surprised. That in what you just heard, presumably, if you were listening to Texans Radio, which precedes uh, this show, the man's name that we will have in studio was actually mentioned by one Andre Johnson, who will be officially enshrined in Canton uh, coming up later on this year, August 3rd. Uh, C.J. Johnson, who is the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks uh, in his first season with the uh, XFL's newest version of the Houston Roughnecks. They'll get their season started here uh, just around the corner, I believe, coming up at the end of March. March 31st is when they kick things off their 10-game schedule PC, and we're going to have C.J. Johnson right in here. I cannot wait to play that piece of audio for him, uh, which I'm sure he talks to Andre Johnson periodically here and there, but it's always got to be cool when you hear now a Hall of Fame football player, one in which you used to coach back in the day at Miami when you were his receivers coach, have good things to say about you and uh, have it stick with you 20-some-odd years after the fact. You know, uh, interesting thing is, I guess maybe a week and a half ago, there was a feature on ABC 13 where they're talking about Andre Johnson being elected into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, and they talked to C.J. Johnson, the coach of the Roughnecks, who obviously worked at, at Miami when Dre was there Mm -hmm. and he does a whole interview on him there. So if you've followed all the various reporting of everything going on regarding Andre Johnson, getting into the hall of fame, you might've seen some interviews that reference roughnecks head coach CJ Johnson, which is, that's a really cool tie in. And I wonder if that means, you know, he can, you know, get, uh, you know, Dre do a little, a little, you know, special coaching. Every now and then, be like, "Hey, won't you, uh, won't you come to practice?" I'm and- sure, I'm sure. You know, Dre's around town. Um, he's seen on the Texans practice field every once in a while. 
Um, I would imagine Dre would uh, appease him and go coach up the roughneck guys, which uh, already have some previous NFL talent on it. I was looking through the roster earlier today. Sammy Coates is still uh, playing some XFL football. I feel like he's been there for like three or four years, and I'm sure that's wrong. It's probably closer to like two or three, but Sammy Coates, remember, uh, what was it, former Pittsburgh Steeler, right? Just 30 years old. Well, think about this, right? You had the XFL relaunch in 2020, mm-hmm. right? And the Roughnecks are undefeated. They're 5-0, and and COVID kills the season. Oh, yeah. That was the P.J. Walker season. That's yeah. kind of how we got back into the NFL. P.J.'s back now, right? And then it took three more years, took till last season, for the XFL to get back on the field, right? Uh, Vince McMahon and WWE sold it, gets bought by The Rock, by his ex-wife and business partner. Mm-hmm. That's really weird to me, but it's a dynamic that works for them, so God bless them that it works, <laughs> yeah. right? Because I try to think of any of my exes that like to be in business with, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Never see again, but much less be in business with Be them, in business right? with. <laughs> and you know what? Even though they're no longer married, they maintain a great relationship, which, again, not something I was able to do with any of my exes, mm-hmm. as I'm pretty sure that I never really want to be involved with them ever again in any way, shape, or form. And they probably all stare daggers through me at the same time. <laughs> so um, the fact that they're able to maintain a good relationship, be business partners, be as successful as they have been. Mm-hmm. The Rock's damn near a billionaire at this point. Yeah, baby. Of course. I mean. It's not a shocker. I'm just thinking. You know, I feel like I would do really well as a billionaire. Oh, you think so? I think I do you know, really funny. good at that. I do too. Right? <laughs> what a coincidence. I think we're perfectly, like, we are perfect. Uh, 713, do you think you would do well as a billionaire? <laughs> we, we're perfect like for the role of billionaire. <laughs> yeah. I, I, need the, I need that problem. Yeah, I would love to have that problem. Now, if you were a billionaire and you were going to, you know, get into how many different sports things would you be in uh, WWE style, right? Pro wrestling, MMA, oh. boxing, all that stuff is on the table. How many different sports would you have your hands in? Uh, definitely one for sure. I mean, it would be baseball. I would be a, at least a minority owner of a baseball team. And I would probably be a minority owner of an NBA team. Uh, I would probably be sponsoring uh, a golfer, um, you know, Bajani sports brand or something like that. I don't know. I I would have my hand in a lot of stuff. Um, It it would just be like a kid in a candy store. If you're worth a billion dollars, you can afford to take a little risk, a little here and there. And if it fails, you know, so what? You're having fun. That's the way I would kind of approach it if I was a billionaire. So, like, Nike has the, the swoosh. Bajani would have the whoosh. <laughs> a whoosh. A whoosh. I don't know. Is that already taken? I don't think. I think you have a whoosh. I don't know. What's the not a swoosh, but a whoosh. What's the tweet that goes? Oh, that's a swoosh. It's yeah, a swoosh. Yeah, that's you a, have a whoosh. All right, I would have a whoosh. All right, and that yeah. way, you know, like there's, there's Nike brand, but then it's Bajani brand. Yeah. Well, what would PCs be? You got anything? Um, you thought about this yet? Hammer. <laughs> the hammer <laughs> four. <laughs> but I would a I would definitely have my hand in an NFL team because that is a license to print money, and I would probably want to be a minority owner of an NFL team because as a minority owner of an NFL team, I don't have to go through all the rigmarole that a majority owner would have to go. See, through. That's why I didn't say I NFL, just kind of though. buy in like on the end. Here's a little bit. Hey, I could you know just sit back and collect money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sign would, me up. I would want to majority own a baseball team. Yes. I want to be in control of a baseball team. 
Yes. Uh, I would probably do the minority own on a basketball team. Uh, I would want to own outright an NHL team. Of course, you I want to. I can't believe NHL it got team. you. You took that long to bring hockey. I want to own it. an NHL team, and I want to build my own arena <laughs> right where Astro Land used to be. Astro World used to be. You know that on the other side of the six ten, where there is just nothing but grass and right, mud. Hold on, I want to build a building right now, friggin' there, just and put a hockey you, team. Do something with the Astrodome, will you? You know, buy the Astrodome from the state. And make a hockey arena there. I don't see. I once had a whole like spec out of what I would do with the Astrodome. You and everybody else. How I would convert it into a hockey arena with a high-end hotel, office space, shopping, a green space. But the lore and more. (laughs) Just be like a city unto itself. The more that it sits there and decays, the more it costs to do that to the point where I don't even think that is economically viable at this point. You know what? If I was worth multiple billions of dollars, if I could do all of that for a billion dollars, I would do it. So then you'd have no dollars left. I'd write the check, but it would look better. It would look really cool. It would look really cool. I would make like a, a, a sphere like they have in Vegas. I would just do that here. Let's pop some circle up and make it a giant TV screen. Um, and just play like awesome highlights, like Texans highlights all year round. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Astros highlights. That's it. Yeah, Texans whatever. Highlights. Whatever. Just Houston sports highlights I'll all year dunked. round on the sphere. <laughs> that you would know, be great. Um, but like, I, I want to have like a, a big hockey arena. I'd want to have a, a a huge hotel attached to it because I want all the visiting teams to stay in my hotel. Oh, look, it's really convenient. It's attached to the damn building. We're gonna stay here. <laughs> you know, and then you build your office spaces and your and your high end condos and all your shopping, your greenways, put a little park there, and and bars and restaurants. And we've got our own like. Atlanta has Battery Park around their baseball yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have our own around our hockey arena. And, you know, right across the street is this really rich guy named Cal McNair. And he's like, hey, how do I get on some of that? Yeah, well, you know what? That really rich guy is probably going to steal all of your ideas. And I hope he does, to be honest with you. I, you know what? If, if he would just hire <laughs> me to help to. him with the ideas. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that expensive. You don't have to pay me a billion. You're a Miller would be. I'm be, I'm good. Seven one three five seven two four six ten five seven two four six ten is how you can be a part of the program. You can watch us on Twitch and YouTube as well. Call or text the program. Uh, Astro Spring Training officially underway. PC. We've got uh, our first full squad workout uh, in and done with. Every starter, did you hear this news? This was probably the best news of the day that I heard from manager Joe Espada earlier today. Every starter's there and healthy. Uh, It seemed like everybody's there and healthy, uh, at least going in that we already weren't concerned about, which are the obvious names. But uh, take a listen to this. One of the most exciting things that uh, I've been looking forward to was revealed today. Jeremy Pena breaking out his new swing. Here's what Joe Espada had to say about it. You know what? Actually, seen him for the last couple of weeks in Houston, and you know he looks he looks comfortable in the box. He looks athletic. Um, I think he's using the whole field, hitting the ball in the air more with power, and uh, I really like where he's at early in camp. Did you hear that? Hitting the ball in the air with power. That sounds uh, a little bit like it might be uh, closer to the Jeremy Pena version during his rookie season than the one that we saw last year when he only got ten out of the yard. And I don't think he hit a home run 
uh, the rest of the way from like July 5th on. So yeah. it, was a, it was a drought. You it know was what? a drought. Here's what I want to see. I want to see the Jeremy Pena who made more contact combined with the Jeremy Pena who hits home runs combined with the Jeremy Pena who doesn't swing at sliders a foot off the damn plate. <laughs> That's the Jeremy Pena that I want to see. Let's take that big year two to year three jump. I mean, it's a possibility. Um, it's uh, it's always good when you hear positive reports early on in spring training. You get off to a good start. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody's been working really hard. And we're going to hear from a couple of guys that have been working really hard uh, later on in the show in regard to Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker. They talked about their off seasons, how different they'd been, how productive they were. And, of course, they weighed in on their contract situations. We'll get to that later on in the show. You know, Sean, there's one other thing that's really important to keep in mind, and mm-hmm. that is – you know, the loss of an entire season due to COVID. You know, we always talk about how Major League Baseball played that ridiculous 60-game season yep. because Rob Manfred, colossal meow, uh, <laughs> decided he just, you know, was too much of a wuss bag to actually negotiate. So he just slammed it down the players' throats. Well, we're just not going to pay you guys anything. We'll have an expanded postseason so we make all the money and screw you guys. But the minor league system was completely erased. Every single player That's lost right. a year of development. Yeah. So what happened is basically every minor leaguer, now the clock has been reset an extra year. So how we used to say, guys, you know, age 23, 24, that's kind of where age 25, right, you're starting to hit like, okay, this should be the year that I become a real major leaguer, 24, 25. That is now becoming 25, 26 because they all lost a full year of development. And when you consider Pena, a guy who also lost essentially, what, three quarters of a year with a broken thumb. Uh, you know, when he comes back and he finally gets AAA and he rakes the hell out of the ball. And, and you see he comes back and all of a sudden it's like, you know, wiry guy suddenly has, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, 24-inch pythons. Right. Uh, and, and you see how, how huge he got. And it's like, all right, this dude's like his body is ready. Now... Everything, hopefully, is kind of coming together. He knows what it is to play a full season. He knows the, the what it takes as far as the rigor of the season, how to prepare yourself, um, you know, defensively, offensively. And now you hope, all right, he had a lot of power the first year with a zillion strikeouts, cut down the strikeouts last year, but lost some of the power. Can he now marry that together? Because if you can take gold glove Jeremy Pena, and marry that to a 250 average, even if it's like a 320 on base. Yeah. And 20 plus homers, it's an all star shortstop. Yeah. Did you see who he was working with this offseason? I think he got together with the uh, Guriel brothers. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm remembering that correctly, right? I think that was what he of... needs to do, he needs to have the hair like Yuli. Man, you know, that probably dies with Yuli. Uh, Pena's got his own thing, Pena's got the hard hands. You know, he's got the hard hands. Give me the hard hands and the pineapple top head. (laughs) Cultural icon. He's got the guns. He's got the pineapple hand. I mean, the pineapple hands, the hard hands. The pineapple hands. (laughs) Those are big hands, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of things coming up, uh, we've got key NFL dates that we need to be on the lookout for, and one of which is tomorrow. Uh, Franchise and transition tag window opens officially tomorrow. One of the things that I think uh, I've been curious about and I wanted to get your take on is do the Texans have a legitimate candidate that they would consider franchise tagging or that maybe even you believe they are going to franchise tag? Is there one of those guys that exists? I'm going to ask you, but before 
you answer. Let me give you this report that I saw today from CBS Sports. They had tight end Dalton Schultz as their favorite uh, to be tagged from the Texans. They went through all 32 NFL teams, and they had Dalton Schultz as the most likely guy to be tagged by the Texans. Um, some other outlets that I was looking at had Schultz as a low priority, um, not even mentioned on their list, but CBS Sports thinks the Texans could tag Dalton Schultz. That would be a pretty incredible pay raise from the uh, six and change that he got this past season, and I think he earned upwards close to nine with incentives, but that would take him beyond $12 million next year. Is he a guy that you would foresee the Texans tagging? At 12 mil? Yeah. That's that feels like a desperation move, doesn't it? But with he got ten nine under the franchise tag his final year in Dallas, and with another year similar to the previous two that he had with Dallas, given the market of tight ends, and if this is a guy you think you would like to retain for multiple years, but the Texans would tag him because it's like ah, you know, we need to see one more, and we don't really want to pay what the market says, so we'll pay top five or top ten money. Okay, and whatever the percentage of that is, which would be in and around $12 million. We've been talking about, hey, the Texans need to bring Dalton Schultz back if they feel like they can't do better on the open market. Um, If you're the Texans, you have one or two questions to answer. One, we need to see more, so we don't really trust a multi-year deal. We're going to go and tag this guy. Or two, we've seen enough. He was who he's been the last couple of years in Dallas. He's been durable. He's been productive. CJ and him have a good good synergy. We need to make things right. We're going to sign this guy to a multi-year deal, and if that's three years, you know, with an AAV of twelve to thirteen million, which is presumably what it would cost. Like, why not do that? I feel like if you're going to go three years, you can get the AAV down closer right? like, to. So instead of the, like, if the tag is a little over twelve million, I feel like if you did a multi-year deal, you should be able to get that down around nine and a half to ten million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that third year not being guaranteed or, you know, a club option, you know, type of thing. You know, sure. With with the NFL, most of those last years aren't guaranteed anyway. So for from from that point of view, I mean, think about though, there's not a lot of tight ends on the market that you're like, oh man, that that guy's like an upgrade. I don't know if there's an upgrade in free agency over Dalton Schultz. The other top tight ends are Hunter Henry, um, uh, who has kind of toiled away in New England where they haven't had the quarterback play or the offensive system yeah. to really take advantage of what he could do. I mean, that was a guy who was looked at a couple of years ago as a you know, like a top-notch tight end, but he's kind of wallowed in, in misery in New England the last couple of years. Noah Fant in Seattle and Gerald Everett from the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And pro football focus, and I look, I'm not saying pro football focus is the be-all, end-all of everything, but kind of like war in baseball, it's a flawed stat, but it gives you uh, like a one-size-fits-all sure. type of. So they have Dalton Schultz as their number 36 overall free agent. They have Hunter Henry at 46. You're talking about PFF now? Yeah. yeah. They have Noah Fan at 53, and they have Gerald Everett at 83. So maybe you said there's not a whole lot of difference between Schultz at 36 and fan at 53, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I think that's a debatable uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. But clearly, I don't think there's a, quote, upgrade that you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something we can discuss. Think about that. 713-572-4610. You want to weigh in on it later on in the show, you can certainly text those in. Hit us up on the chats via Twitch and YouTube and on Twitter. 
at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. All right, coming up next, we've got a special guest coming in studio with us. You can uh, watch him on Twitch and YouTube. It's Houston Roughnecks head coach C.J. Johnson in studio next. Area 45, Sports Radio 610. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Back on Area 45, Sports Radio 610. I am Sean Bajani. He is Patrick Creighton. Chris Santiago producing Joining us in studio is a special guest of ours this evening. He is Houston Roughnecks head coach C.J. Johnson, uh, once coached, now Hall of Famer Andre Johnson in Miami as a receiver coach. And uh, he's sitting down just around the corner, coach. It's great to have you in studio. Uh, so good to finally meet you. Uh, how's how's life been going? What's the process been like as the season is just around the corner? You guys get started March 31st, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, it looks, it's, it's been amazing. It's a whirlwind. All of a sudden, you, you don't know you have a league. Now you have two leagues. Now you have one league. And it merged. And look, I made the cut. So, so far, so good. <laughs> so what they did, they did a phenomenal job. They got 42 players that we can co- that we can. Con- continue to have. Then they went to a draft, which we drafted 20 more. Then we begin to dra- sign free agents and everything on. So it's been a busy offseason, but I'm really enjoying it. So, Coach, let's let's talk, you know, the, obviously there was a lot of things going on this offseason. You know, last year you had the XFL run its own season. Yep. USFL ran its own season. Yep. There were two different Houston franchises, even though one played here and one didn't play here. Absolutely. The two leagues merge. The Roughnecks, don't survive the merge, but then they do. <laughs> so what was the off season like for you? Um, you know, when did you find out you were going to be the head coach for the Houston franchise? How crazy was everything going on? And look, anytime two leagues merge, stuff's going to be a little hairy. How hairy actually was it? Oh, it was hairy, 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 hairy. It was a, it was a full Afro hairy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but hey, look, what, what happened, what, what, the good part about it was, 
Daryl and, and the, the, the people from the, US, from the USFL were in constant contact. However, I have a lot of friends on the XFL. The XFL guys knew more than we did. So my, my, one of my roommates was, was Jay Hayes. He's, he, he works in the Arlington uh, franchise, for the Arlington franchise. He's the enemy. He, he, but, but he calls all the time. <laughs> like, hey, CJ, this is going on, that's going on. Uh, so Bill Johnson, I, we, I, we, call, we were together at the Saints. Uh, we call each other cuz. He's, he's with San Antonio now. We, we always talk. So it, 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 was a, it was a good offseason. It was a little hairy offseason. It was out of all of our control what would happen. And, you know, we were just blessed to say, golly, I, I, got, I got my team and my staff. Well, I'm glad you got the opportunity. We're looking forward to the season. Uh, as you mentioned, the initial roster is kind of set. You guys are going to be busy putting the whole team together. When do practices start? When do you really get things going? So here's what we're doing. On the 23rd, the players come in, 24th, physicals, all of that, get the equipment. 25th is the is the big day that we're going to run these guys and see if they're in shape enough to play. And then after that, it's every day until the 31st, till we get back down here and play this Memphis team. I, I, I've been curious about this, and Patrick and I, and a lot of people have talked about the XFL and, and, and what people ultimately want it to become. I'm going to ask you that question. You know, what do you kind of want this league to ultimately become? Is it a consistent developmental pipeline to the NFL? How do you see that going? How long is that going to take? What's that process got to look like for it to succeed? Look, I'm 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 like this. I don't I don't know if we'll ever be the NFL. It's not we're not competing with the NFL. I want this to look like the premier premier spring league. The best spring league that you can find out of any sport. I want it to look like, man, there are there are 10 guys on each roster that's going to be in the NFL, that's going to play. We know it. They know it because what's happening is they see it on the film. All I've been hearing from everybody is, Coach, I need one more chance. I want to do, do more, more, one more game, Try, chance to get some film, more film, more film, more film. So this is your opportunity. It's going to be on television. It's in the best cities in the world. I got the best city now by far. Yes, you and do. So, and, and, so, and so, look, I just want a good, hard-hitting physical team that that represents this city and this this market yes sir houston roughnecks head coach cj johnson in studio with us here on area 45 sports radio 610 coach you know getting to cover the roughnecks last year i got to see a lot of guys not just on the roughnecks but really all across the xfl who got contracts to go back to the nfl some guys for the first time some guys you know going back yep and like it was a big deal yep. for, for them, for the teams, for the league. Say, hey, look, there is NFL quality talent on these teams. Get out and see them. This isn't sometimes, you know, in the past, there have been other spring leagues, maybe ones that didn't have enough money to get to week two. Uh, there have been other spring leagues that didn't quite have the talent. Or uh, if we go back to the original XFL, <laughs> maybe had like three guys. I mean, we could have the. I don't know if the US the UFL's uh MVP is the Tommy Maddox trophy, but you know, the original XFL MVP from way back in the day, uh, who then got on with the Pittsburgh Steelers and went on to have a like a second career. Yep. Uh but the amount of talent that comes in, you guys say, wow, all right, these guys, you know, uh when the XFL first relaunched in twenty twenty. Yep. PJ Walker was the head coach here, over uh, the head was the quarterback, the quarterback. here in future, yep. and he wound up getting back into the league. Absolutely. So we've seen this happen before. Uh, what does it mean for you if you know we get through this season and you put ten guys back on the NFL? It's 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 what it's what I ex- aspire to do. 
That's what I want. I want young men to have another chance. I want them to have an opportunity to play and, and, and continue their careers. Sometimes the, some of the better players kind of get itched out. You see stories every year where this guy got cut three or four times and, and all of a sudden he's back on the roster. Well, now you have an opportunity to come. You have an opportunity to play in the spring. The league is early enough where you can play and then you can still get to training camp. The daggone Cowboys kicker beat us this year. I'm mad. You know, he's, I'm still mad at him. And, uh, and so now he's, he's kicking for the Cowboys, you know. So the little receiver, that, that's the little returner for the Cowboys. So I, I'm just using those two guys as, as prime examples. Josh Peterson, he played for us. He's with, with Jacksonville. These guys will get a chance, and it's more. Because now in the league, it's not 16 teams, it's eight teams. It's very, very competitive. You just kind of hit on something that I've been thinking about for a long time. The, 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 the season being at the time that it is within the calendar year, is there a concern at all about you know players playing a 10-game schedule in the XFL and then making that transition going into an NFL camp in terms of the wear and tear on their body, the head injury type of issues, which we've seen increase over the course of the last 15 years in terms of um, people are paying attention to this now as they yeah. should be. What, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on that? I, th- I think the 10-game game season is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. I think it's far enough out where if you think about it, it's probably a week or two after spring ball is done. So if you if you say, if, if I'm in college right now, I'm preparing to go to spring ball. Spring ball, I'm going to play my four weeks of spring. We got 10 games, and I get it, because we got to look at those guys. We got to crown a champion. But after those 10, 12 games, now you have about roughly a month off, and then now you can go into your season, and you'll be, one, you'll be in shape, two, you'll be fresh, because if, if you're injured, they're not going to pass you with a physical anyway. Right. But if you're ready to play, you'll be ready to play. Coach, the last two iterations of the Roughnecks played at TDECU Stadium at UH, which is a newer facility, smaller facility, but a newer facility. This year, you guys are going to play at Rice Stadium. It's an historic stadium, hosted Super Bowl Eight. It is a real full-size college stadium. It, it, a little older, but to me, it's got a lot of charm to it. Uh, mean anything to you to be playing at Rice? Look, anytime a place that played in the Super Bowl, and I played there before when I was the head coach at Tulane, I got beat 17-13, but I, but I did play there. So it'll be a great experience, phenomenal feel. Man, I love it. It's something about an iconic place, a place like that, that you can get to. It's big, but, man, I think we, if, if we do a good job with the tickets and we come out the first couple of weeks, you know, I love to see this thing get big, 50,000 people in there, you know, cheering, Houston fans cheering for us. And I think we can do that if we, you know, if we put the right product on the field. Head coach of the Roughnecks, C.J. Johnson, joining us in studio. Look, we just had Andre Johnson on the program before us uh, with Texans Radio, both Mark Vandermeer and John Harris. You coached Andre Johnson <laughs> back at Miami uh, in the early 2000s. Yep. Was it, were you there in the late 90s as well, I believe? Right? Uh, yes. Yep, right? Yep. Stop yep. aging, coach. <laughs> hey, you know, we're all, we're all up there. We're all up there. Uh, I just, I'm curious before, I'm going to play a little bit of audio for you in just a second, but I'm just kind of curious before I do let you hear what Dre said about you, mm-hmm. maybe a, a memorable, do you have a favorite moment, a, a memorable experience that you shared with Andre Johnson, that receiver core during that time when you guys won that national title? Well, it was, it was, my memories are more comical than anything. I got some funny ones. So Andre Johnson, he's coming on a recruiting visit. He's recruited by everybody. Uh, Reggie Wayne was was his host, and they get in the car, and they get together, and they go, and they go out of Miami's a good place to go. Reggie's from there. Reggie's been there a couple years, lighting it up. 
after the thing, after the visit, I asked Reggie, I said, hey, Reggie, what's up with Andre? Is he, is he coming or not? He said, I don't know. I said, what you mean, Reggie? You, 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 you batting a thousand. You and Santana, you guys are batting a thousand. He goes, he never talked. <laughs> he said, he just, he, he said, every time he said something, he put the two fingers up. He put the two fingers up. So, so I had to call him. When we all waiting, I had to call, I say, Dre, look, what's the deal, man? You coming up? Yeah, I told you I was coming. And that was it. He came. <laughs> man, that was few words. That was his More action, few words. So well, Dre gets recruited by Reggie Wayne and Santana Moss. Absolutely. Doesn't say a dang word. <laughs> I want to know how many words are getting said to Reggie Wayne right now since he's hey. in the hall before Reggie Wayne. Hey, that, that look, was my thought. Look, look, it was. It's, it's funny how this thing works because both of them have n- better numbers. And, and look, we the call been has been done by numbers. So we've been waiting for years. Both of those guys got better numbers than some guys that got in before them. So that were that were eligible. So Reggie will get his turn. But 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 I think this. I think this is why Dre got in earlier because what he did for this city and what he did to be the first player from the Houston Texans. I mean, he was just everything. I would I would be shocked how how well he played in the NFL when when I would watch the highlights and watch him. That's C.J. Johnson, head coach of the Roughnecks. C.J., I'm going to let you hear a little snippet from what Andre Johnson said earlier to both Mark Vandermeer and John Harris right here on Sports Radio 610. Take a listen. I was saying earlier that C.J., you know, my receiver coach, Curtis Johnson, he used to tell me, he was like, man, if you just listen to what I tell you, you'll be a top five pick. He used to mm-hmm. tell me that all the time. And when I really bought into what he was teaching and, and, and showing me um, – Everything just kind of took off for me. Uh, it was crazy because it's crazy just how things happen. I hadn't talked to him in a few months, and he actually called me the day I got the knock. That's Andre Johnson. And the one thing that stood out to me, CJ, and I just want to know your raw reaction right there, but that sounded to me like he just described what everybody that has ever coached any sport tries to do and that is instill belief into that player that their ceiling doesn't exist they can do as much as they put into it is that what you heard yeah look absolutely one, one thing about drake man he had the talent he was a good player man look he, he, his parents first of all the dna was there it was just understanding the 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 consistency and the detail in playing in a, in a professional game and I used to tell him all the time, Dre, you're not, you're not, I'm not worrying about you with these college guys. I got to get you in this league, and I got to get you top five because that's where you should be, and I got to get you to the hall. And he, and all those things were achieved. It's like I feel like a proud papa of football. You know, it's it's almost it all, when I when I heard it, it almost brought tears to my eyes because how I saw the development and I saw him and I saw what he's turned into. What a great human being he is, also. Absolutely. Coach, real talk. Is that the most you've ever heard Dre talk in like one thing? <laughs> well, a couple of times we had our we had our disagreements, but but yeah, he was he's always been a man of few words and a lot of actions, but but man, probably probably I, I counted twenty seven words, so <laughs> hey, hey, you counting over there, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. Coach, uh, it, it was a pleasure having you in studio with well, us tonight, man. It's an honor. Anytime I love it. I love the Bud Light. But we got to get these season ticket people in the stadium, and tickets are going out for the general public on Thursday. We got to get them at the games. So, and and uh, where where do people get tickets right now? It's okay. You, it's, it's you all, come up. It's it's it's. Brittany's a little, little microphone shy. Brittany, Brittany, 
Look, I, I just I just got here. I don't <laughs> UFL.com. UFL.com okay, so UFL. is where you go to get tickets. You can order your season tickets there. Roughnecks will be playing at Rice Stadium this year, historic Rice Stadium. And let me tell you, as somebody who lives way out in the burbs, all right, being able to go to Rice, this is not against the University of Houston, which is a wonderful university. They have a great, a great uh, facility. Hey, you better but watch man, it now. It cuts 35 minutes off my drive. <laughs> all right, and, and if we're going to be fair, as much as I love Frenchies, Frenchies right at the back of the end zone there at TDCU Stadium, there's a whole lot to do uh, after a game at, at Rice Stadium. It's going to be a great experience, and you're going to be a good time coming out. And root yes, on sir. Uh, your Houston Roughnecks and head coach C.J. Johnson uh, with us in studio. Coach, thank you again for coming out and uh, get your tickets. Come out to the stadium. Support your teams. It'll be great to have. Football in the fall, football in the spring, and both teams uh, being on the up. Be pretty damn cool. Yes, sir. Love it. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Coach. Have a great night. All right, Area 45, Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, we'll get to the Texans as they continue to be mentioned as a potential landing spot for this free agent. We'll tell you who and why next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Great visit with the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks, C.J. Johnson, last segment. Brought the whole fam in. That was really cool. Uh, if you uh, were on Twitch and YouTube, uh, you saw everybody that uh, filled the studio. That was very, very cool. It, it couldn't have been more perfect, by the way, that Andre Johnson was a guest on Texans Radio with Mark Vandermeer and John Harris earlier this evening. And Dre talking about C.J. Johnson and the words that had obviously stuck with him for more than 20 years, talking about the success that he knew Andre was capable of and that Hey, he could be in the Hall of Fame one day. And in here, you look 23 years later from the time they won that national title to um, he's just a few months removed from being officially enshrined in Canton, Ohio, as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Very, very cool. Um, And just as a reminder, UFL.com. Excuse me, I said UFL. XFL.com, right? No, no, it's UFL. Oh, it is UFL. Yes, the XFL and the USFL have merged yeah. into the UFL. So, so UFL.com. I got to stop saying XFL. UFL.com is how you can uh, purchase tickets, season tickets. Uh, will be going on sale this week, I believe, Coach said. And their season opener is March 31st. So uh, they'll be getting it going, getting it popping here before you know it. And uh, you can check the roster out, as I did earlier on their website as well, just to kind of get a lay of the land. Uh, And we're trying to get a lay of the land in terms of this uh, free agent market that's about to hit us. March 11th is the uh, new league year that begins in the NFL, coming up right around the corner. I got emailed this the other day, PC. Uh, I I always get these emails from bookies.com with these odds, and they're usually pretty good. They're usually Houston-centric. 
and have some sort of tie-in to the city or a player of interest? Oh, actually, important. Uh Uh-huh. It's not UFL.com. What is it? It's VUFL.com. VUFL.com to get tickets. T-H-E-U-F-L.com. Because if you just put in UFL.com, it's going to redirect to the University of Florida, which is UFL.edu. Yeah, don't buy their tickets. (laughs) You don't want to buy their tickets. So the, as in the Ohio State, but the UFL. The UFL. So, uh, .com. according to bookies.com, one Tampa Bay Buccaneer, soon-to-be free agent wide receiver, Mike Evans, is the favorite to land with your Houston Texans. Yes! Inject that into my blood! At plus 300. He is the favorite, according to bookies.com, to land with the Houston Texans. Gimme, gimme. The next team on the list is his current team or currently former team, however you want to look at this. The Tampa Bay Bucks F are Tampa. plus 325 uh, with the next best odds to retain him. Now, keep that in mind because there was another email that I had received from uh, a betting website in Florida. So that- multiple betting websites are just emailing you. They're just emailing me. Okay, degenerate gambler, Bajani. <laughs> I mean, you do one thing here and there, and it's just like, man, they open the floodgates. It's kind of tell this in you and Pendergast, who's got the betting going on I mean, here. Kind of like when your car insurance policy's up, you know, you get you get mail from all kinds of uh, oh, you speaking know, companies. Of quick aside, uh-huh. uh, you you might recall uh, on Thursday I said car I issues? was going to be ditching State Farm because uh-huh. of their crappy roadside service, and you did, and I did. There you go, and I'm saving two hundred twenty dollars a month. <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh yeah. <laughs> That a boy? So you got a little uh, dis- extra disposable income, which you will dispose of into another bill, I presume. Uh, yeah, likely, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> that's life. That's what I'm doing. It's not like I'm it, actually. It's not even like I'm. I'm taking the money and putting it somewhere else. As a poor, uh, it's really just <laughs> so that I'm less negative than I was the month before. <laughs> yeah, well, but like two years ago, my car interest was like four hundred and twelve dollars a month. Good Lord, man. For three cars. Yeah. And now it's at the 780 bucks. And I was like, I haven't had any accidents. I haven't had any kind of like claim or anything. Why the hell does my insurance keep going up? Yeah. And they had no answers. They had no just, hey, this is the cost of insurance. Well, I started shopping around. Next thing I know, I got quoted 550 and I'm like, peace. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Good job by you. Um, I was saying, uh, keep this in mind when you're thinking about Mike Evans because can't remember the website now that uh, sent me an email. It was literally like hours later, but it was flipped. The favorites to land Mike Evans were the Tampa Bay Bucks at plus 325, and it was the Texans plus 350. So the odds a little different, and the teams flipped. Uh, but keep an eye on that because as much as we've been talking about it, I feel like it's been perceived as more fantasy um, from even Houston Texan fans themselves because you look at the numbers, you look at his number, which maybe one of the more important numbers for people out there is 30. That's how old he is. He's getting up there. He's got a lot of tread worn off of the tires. Uh, I, Even though he's been one of the most durable and productive receivers the last decade in the NFL, people so look at that. And, one of the things we might want to do mm-hmm. is get ourselves over the border into either, say, Louisiana or Oklahoma where we can bet. Uh-huh. Because DraftKings has the Texans at plus 800. 
plus 800. To get Mike Evans. Okay, yeah. now and where are they? Much better numbers. Where are they on the favorites? Like, that's got to be Bay, way down. Minus 165. Goodness gracious. So, DraftKings has pretty solid odds uh, on that as opposed to, uh, what did you say that was? Bookies.com. Bookies.com. Uh-huh. I see the, the, the thing here for bookies.com. Uh, covers.com has Tant Bay mine is the exact same odds as DraftKings. So there's probably about seven or eight teams between Tampa and the Houston Texans. There's one. One? Chicago Bears. So it goes He is from, not signing in Chicago. It goes from Tampa minus one sixty five plus six fifty. Texans plus eight hundred. Wow. So very heavily favored Tampa Bay Bucks and to retain. When her. you look at the other teams, it's like, come on now. Who's, yeah. who's making these odds? Come on now. Where's Kansas City on there? So, Kansas City is fifth, plus 1,400. They have the same odds as the Falcons. Mm. The Patriots are plus 1,200. They're fourth. Bucks, Bears, Texans, Pats. One, two, three, four. He ain't signing in Chicago or New England. Stop it. I don't think he's signing anywhere besides Tampa. Um, or. I. Say it. Say it! According to bookies.com, <laughs> you know, and other reputable betting sites, sport books. Chris, I need a Sam Kinison. Say it! <laughs> the Houston Texans. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. Here's what uh, CBS Sports' Cody Benjamin wrote in a recent article that had the Texans as one of the top five landing spots for the 30-year-old wide receiver. Quote, the Texans' playoff loss to Baltimore proved rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud could use more help. In truth, their O-line warrants more attention, but Evans is the kind of alpha number one who could accelerate Stroud's already impressive growth while taking pressure off of younger weapons like Nico Collins and Tank Dell with close to $70 million in cap space. So let me stop right there. He's saying with close to $70 million in cap space. Now, I just saw the recent numbers today that were adjusted by the current projected um, salary cap amount of $242 million. This was by Texans Cap on Twitter. He has the Texans Wait, with... You got to do that again, but you got to put the finger up to the mouth. He has... What? $242 million. $242 million. <laughs> Texans Cap has uh, the Texans with a salary cap space of 55 Million dollars. <laughs> so I've heard 70 million. I've read 70 million in no way, shape, or form. Have I actually seen reputable numbers that approach 70 million? I did see a story today that went up uh, to 253 million as a possibility for the NFL to increase increase the salary cap to this year. That would give the Texans another eight plus million dollars of cap room. Get them upwards of 63, 64 million in cap space. So, according to Spot Track, the Texans have a little over 62 million in cap space. But, I mean, like every other team, depending on what they do, yeah. they can, you know, guys can get restructured, guys can get let go for cap purposes, you know, whatever they do, it'll, it'll figure out uh, from there. Like, for example, they could say goodbye to Robert Woods and pick up five million bucks. Mm hmm. Yeah, we played that game last week, and it was fun, and I thought we did a good job of uh, retaining and releasing certain players. Yeah, I think you got it up to like $76 million, and I, it's like, yeah, all right, let's go, baby. Let's have some fun. Let's spend some money. 
Uh, the rest of this report by Cody Benjamin says, quote, money shouldn't be an issue. As a bonus, Evans was born and raised in Texas, making this a potential homecoming. Here's my question. You know, we could have the discussion back and forth if we want to, and we've got a lot of time for that. Hey, should you pull the trigger on Mike Evans or not? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? But if you think Nico Collins is a number one wide receiver, if you think Tank Dell is a legitimate number two, maybe even a number one in terms of production next year if you just stay the same in a vacuum, you don't do anything, what does the addition of Mike Evans do to this receiving core, which would then consist of Nico Collins, a hypothetical Mike Evans, Tank Dell, I'm assuming you're probably cutting Robert Woods, but you have John Mechie and Xavier Hutchinson on the roster. What does that receiver core look like with C.J. Stroud and Bobby Slowick in year two? Porn. (laughs) Football porn? It looks like absolute football porn. I mean, the idea of having... It's a pick-your-poison situation. Three receivers. That could all go over a thousand yards, because it be like. Would you imagine being the defense? You're like, okay, here's how we're gonna uh, nullify Mike Evans. All right, that leaves Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Here's how we're gonna nullify Nico Collins. Well, that leaves Mike Evans and Tank Dell. We're gonna make sure Tank doesn't take the top off of us. All right, well, that leaves Nico Collins and Mike Evans. There is no way to realistically. Guard all three of those guys. There's no way. You're going to have to pick which one of those guys is going to beat you. It's, it's just it's not going to be possible. So here's the thing. You just mentioned something that I'd been fascinated with since around week four or five of this past season with the Texans. And the numbers, and eh, maybe a little bit further than that, maybe week six or seven, right? After CJ had gone off against the Jags, gone off against the Steelers, did what he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Probably looking at around week seven or eight, I guess, right? I've been looking at these numbers since then, and obviously this was pre-Tank Dell injury. But between Nico, Dell, and Schultz, at that time, they were all trending towards having very close to a 1,000-plus yard seasons. If, in fact, you were to be able to get a guy like Mike Evans and pair him with Dell and Collins, I think that is probably the most realistic trio in the NFL to be the first trio to have three guys go over 1,000 yards in a season receiving since the 2008 Arizona Cardinals. That's the last team that's done that. The 08 Cardinals with Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and Steve Breston. And their quarterback was Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, pretty good, pretty good. Might have been, you know, He might have one of those fancy jackets, you know, the gold kind. <laughs> yeah, pretty good guy. Uh, but you're also talking about the Offensive Rookie of the Year and a uh, guy who had one of the best rookie seasons for a quarterback uh, ever in C.J. Stroud. In this offense, which could take a significant step forward if they're able to uh, get that offensive line functioning, get a run game. Um, man, the sky seems to be the limit. That's me, the sexiest part about this whole thing when you talk about guys like Mike Evans. So there's only been five times in the history of the NFL that a team has had three receivers with a thousand yards receiving yeah. in the same season. I want you to listen to this group, this five groups of three, and tell me where you would put 
Mike Evans, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell. Okay, so you already mentioned Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and Steve Breston. Uh, would, would you have Evans, Collins, Tank, above or below Fitz, Bolden, and Breston? I would have them above. Okay. Uh, 2004 Indianapolis Colts, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely. I mean, you're talking about one for sure Hall of Famer in Marvin Harrison, another potential in Reggie Wayne. He'll get in. Um, I mean, it's. I, I think that's kind of where you got to stop right now, even based on potential. Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer. All right, hold on. I'm talking this through. Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer. Um uh, so he kind of, uh, him and Reggie Wayne maybe cancel each other out. You still have Marvin Harrison as a Hall of Famer. Well, Tank Dell's not there yet. Nico Collins ain't there yet. See, the way I look at it is Mike Evans and Marvin Harrison are the equals. 2004 Reggie Wayne, this is very early in Reggie Wayne's career. It's early in Nico Collins' career. Brandon Stokely and then Tank Dell. And it's like, all right, all three of those guys, the only group of the three, of the five, where they all caught double-digit touchdowns. Let's pick this up uh, in just a couple of minutes. We'll get back to this conversation. I want to get the rest of the list. 713-572-4610. 572-4610. You want to weigh in, be a part of the conversation, call or text. It's Area 45, so we'll get back to that conversation. Also get you Alex Bregman's different offseason. Is he primed for the best year of his career? That's next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 